Hey guys, welcome to another Corner Conversation. Continuing our conversation in First John, and this week we're talking about meno. Meno. Or <laughs> abiding. By meno. <laughs> Everybody's contractually required to do that on Sunday. Yeah. Contractually required. Oh my word. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Today on... I don't know what's happening. We took a quiz. We did. We took uh, on Sunday. We we're going to give people thirty questions. They're going to answer them, and then what they just well have taken was a "Are you a good roommate or not?" quiz. And uh, apparently, I'm. What did you? What did you have? I know I'm the worst. Okay? Six. <laughs> I know. You had six I as well. Six. What did you have? Six. I really? Think we have like six and a half. That's a sign. Yeah. And Greg and I only overlap oh, on one of them. <laughs> Well, I, I had eleven. eleven. No, my six. I both of I leave dirty socks around the house. Really? I just I I change my socks so often because I'm doing a bunch of different stuff. Mm. Uh, He's got his disc golf socks. I possess more socks. than one thing I yeah. borrowed and never returned. Catering socks. I often forget my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a moment. I have left the door open while using the restroom the majority of the time. Uh, I often take longer than necessary shower, and I laugh when I see someone fall. Yes. I thought you should check it out twice because oh, he laughs and then he laughs harder. Like it just keeps going. I don't know why that makes someone a bad roommate, but <laughs> I laugh when I see my roommate. It's just one element. Just All one. of these are just one element. Because I mean, that's a that's a good question. Is that is there one thing of this thirty list that if somebody did that would just wreck it for you? Probably. Unlivable. I don't know them enough. Dirty dishes is a big one for me. It really bothers me. Hmm. Or loud music all the time. Hmm. Or sleeping on the couch or chair. You haven't fallen asleep. Or paying bills late. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, that's a bad one. That would frustrate me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because usually if you have a bad roommate that's not paying the bills, that really affects everybody. you. Because yeah. then, well, all of these things, uh, which is, I mean, that's a big part of the point, is that these are things that when somebody else does something that radically impacts you, because if somebody, you, you never go to their house and they leave dishes out, you could care less. Sure. You visit occasionally, they leave dishes out, and you're just like, it, that's whatever. It's I guess it's fine. But then, uh, and that's, the dishes out isn't necessarily mine. Well, it's probably mine. <laughs> um, but but then I look at this and then I just realize that I doubled all of your scores. So I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's a few halves. Maybe I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a great roommate. <laughs> it's just, true if you do I'm a it, naturally kind of messy person so I feel like yeah that makes me not a good so I check these things like trying to be overtly like honest real with it just not saying that you guys weren't but there's degrees to all of these yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure because you know there is have I left that have I ever left the video shop of course right or like sleeping in a couch or a chair in a roommate scenario. So there's like 
dude every once in a while falls asleep watching a show or takes a nap on the couch sometimes. And then there is like, dude, you have a room. Yeah. You have a room. <laughs> yeah. Why are you? This is not every... your room. Yeah. Yeah. And so that in the morning when you're like, I'm going to sit down on the couch for a second. Excuse me, Steve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to sit on your legs. Book. So that degree is, is a big yeah. thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the reason that we are bringing this, the reason that this message is sponsored by Mano. <laughs> Rich, explain Mano. It's such a good thing. Uh, it's it's abiding. It's dwelling. It's it's a it's a two way street of being together. Yeah, yeah. It's a Greek word. It's Greek. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Greek. It's the Greek. It's it's the Greek root of many. Words about dwelling, living, yeah. abiding. I think abiding is not a that like its usage is way down in English. Abiding, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, living, residing, cohabitating. Cohabitating might be a good. Hmm. Uh, it yeah. has some connotation, but it can. Yeah. It has some things to it. But I love so. Before we get to this use in First John, uh, Jesus uses the word, the exact Greek word. A couple times, but two times that just really shape it in my brain really well uh, are one when Jesus is in the midst of teaching. He's a crowd is definitely drawn, and uh, he's passing through Jericho. And a tax collector named Zacchaeus and tax collectors were uh, despised by the Jewish people. Sellouts to the Roman oppressor, occupied. They were occupied by Rome, and. Uh, Zacchaeus, as a short guy, climbed up a tree so that he could get a glimpse of Jesus. And when Jesus was passing by, <clears throat> uh, calls him out and says, Are you singing a song or what's happening? He's a wee little man. I'm so sorry. I, I just I just read how Scott spelled Zacchaeus. No. <laughs> is it wrong? Zach? I've never seen, I've, I don't know who Zacchaeus <laughs> is, but it's wonderful. I could, I, I thought I could just correct it and keep oh. going, but it was, it just hit me funny. Sorry. Short guy, Zacchaeus, oh. tax collector, find the truth. Zach Deus. Yeah, it, that would be one word. That's a word I don't know how to spell. <laughs> I, I, the, the thing that got me was, I don't think I don't think even you would have put a D in it on purpose. Oh, did was there a D? In yeah, that? it was oh. E A C C D H. I'm like, Scott wouldn't no. have done that if he didn't just like accidentally. Yeah. But I, it got me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, short guy in a tree. Jesus came. He, uh, Jesus said, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm gonna come and manna with you today. Yes. And uh, which. That, like, understanding the perspective of who Zacchaeus was and understanding how everybody around thought of him, understanding what people thought of Jesus and why they were crowded to be close to him, why he would climb a tree to get a glimpse. All of these factors and all of a sudden Jesus, like, it's remarkable that he took note of this guy up in a tree, but then to go, I'm going to abide with you. I'm going to hang out with you. I'm gonna. I, yeah, this is a really, really powerful thing. And then the other one is when 
after the Last Supper, the disciples and Jesus celebrating the Passover, Jesus washing the disciples' feet, uh, the declaration of um, what's-his-face's failure, betrayal. I can't remember the lyrics to that song. Who fails, Jesus? Judas. Judas. That's the one I'm looking for. Wow. I don't know. Jesus was gone all of a sudden. Uh, all, of, all of this is happening. They sing a hymn together. They go out to the Garden of Gethsemane, which I've rolled my eyes when Greg has said when I was in Jerusalem. But I would say that one of the most impressive places to me was actually the Garden of Gethsemane. It's so stinking close to the the temple. It is just barely outside the gates of the city, of old old city of Jerusalem. It is it's tiny. All these things are happening. Modern day there is a four-lane road two inches from it, which is a little different. But Jesus is like has compounding emotion, which I think is perceptible. Most people can perceive when someone that they've spent a lot of time with has got compounding emotion. Uh, Jesus goes with Peter, James, and John, takes a couple steps farther beyond, and then he says to them, please, mano with me, abide with me as I go over here and pray. And uh, again, um, when... All of that perception of the emotion, this is the moment where it's uh, not in Matthew where this narrative is, but in uh, the other Gospels, you know, it says that he, you know, was sweating blood. This is, he was, mm-hmm. uh, this is where he prays, God, please take this cup from me, but not my will here will be done. And in that guttural pain moment to go, you are my friends, abide with me. They didn't. They fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard. But so that, those foundations of understanding, like yeah. the power of abiding, uh, yeah, it just really, I don't know, like stirs emotion and just a lot of things as we go into the declarations that are made in first John. Mm-hmm. I think like last week when we were just talking about, I mean, love is first John. So we keep talking about love and just like, how do we, how do we become these people that first John calls us to become? And I think that I've just been thinking so much about Minnow. And I've also been thinking a lot about, like I was at a class yesterday for a couple hours where they were talking about Jonah. And um, it was interesting because there's just such a, like we've talked about it before. Like when you're in the old Testament, you think, Oh, Jesus has come and now we're all going to have it figured out. It's going to be better, you know, because Jesus completes this like cycle of like failing and like when Jesus goes to the depth it's actually salvation for us and so it's like with Jesus we we're supposed to be better or we think we're supposed to be better but we keep doing the same thing over and over again and like I don't know I kind of went on a tangent there but coming back to Menno and abiding and it's just like thinking about the Holy Spirit and this and how how do we grow how do we change how do we become closer to God how do we love like we're being called to love and it's like I don't I feel like so much of it is choices but also abiding is so foundational and yeah. also I don't know if confusing is the right word but kind of sometimes well I 
I feel like there can be a perspective that says if you want to have long-term, meaningful, intentional, healthy relationship with God, now, uh, that you, it's kind of the point of taking like this roommate store thing is that um, you don't you don't have to not check any boxes in order to uh, abide with God. That's why this is yeah. like the transformational thing when I think about the Zacchaeus story is that everybody knew how rough he was. Zacchaeus, I don't even know how you'd say it with a D in it. Zach Deus. Zach Deus. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I have to run the beat. It's Amadeus, his brother. Yep. Zach Deus, Zach Deus. But the, uh, I don't know, that the grace that is through Jesus um, allows us to abide with God. And this is, this is like the, a repetitive declaration of abide um, and perfection comes out of the abiding, not going into the abiding. Hmm. What were you going to say? Just another, you know, another part of Matthew when he calls Matthew, who was a tax yeah. collector. Yeah. And they go to Matthew's house to may know. And all of, all the people come with and the Pharisees are just like, why is Jesus abiding with these mm. sinners? Mm. It's just, it's just interesting. I think the NLT says, why does your master eat with such scum? Mm. Yeah. Which hits. <laughs> yeah. Well, verse 16, First John chapter 4. So we know that in, and rely on the love of God. Remember, God is love. Whoever menos or abides or lives in love, so you abiding in love, abides menos with God. And so, the leaf blowers. Now for the audio, it's no removal. Unfortunately, the software, well, fortunately, the software will remove that, and that comment meant nothing, probably. Uh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I... The brilliance of First John, I mean, he uses this word abide, uh, I think it's six, six or seven times in this really tight area here. And it's like, again, if you, we should abide with God, it impacts how we love others. If we love others, we're abiding with God. And then this final declaration of abiding is to abide in love. And so, oh, what an intense picture. And so you go, how do you know? Are you residing? Are you roommates with love? That's probably not the best way to put that. Mm -hmm. But uh, because as you do that, you are abiding with God. What a beautiful, that's a bomb. I like it. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm sad I don't get to teach this one, but Mitch will do a good job. What do you have this weekend? I'm at Trout. Oh, yeah, Trout. Oh, you know that Minnow's going to make it into those messages, though. <laughs> well, don't forget your contractual obligation. Yes, I know. Yeah. Well, Rich, what's your last thought? I mean, I think it's, I, I'm still sitting on the, the Matthew, the calling of Matthew. Yeah. Like, I think, I think Jesus showed us what it looks like to 
abide in love, to minnow in love. And when he went to Matthew's house, and then Matthew brought in all these people that other people went, why the crap are they here? You know, mm-hmm. because that's caring. And I mean, that's the that's the moment too. I have it here where Jesus tells the Pharisees to go and like, hey, go go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. It's like, hmm. so it's just the the abiding, the living, the dwelling in God in love is tied with caring and being with people in mercy. That's that's all. It's good. Good. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>